Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. I'm Hayden Bolick, and welcome everybody to today's podcast of The Working Therapist. Today, we have Kirsty Miles, one of our team leads here with us, and she's going to talk to us about our topic, which is the Festival of Trees. It's a fundraiser that PDT is involved in every year to benefit Sand Hills Children's Center. Before we get into that too much, though, Kirsty, let's have you introduce yourself. Tell everybody they haven't been working with you like I have for a very long time, so they don't know you, so they need to know you. So tell them a little bit about well, your whole name, Kirsty Miles. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and you know a little bit of something about yourself. I went to school in Philadelphia, uh, Thomas Jefferson University, right downtown in the heart of the city, and I graduated with my master's in physical therapy. Uh, my intent was really to <laughs> actually not driven towards pediatrics. It wasn't until I got into my clinical rotations that I really fell in love with it, and from there, it just kind of grew, and I found pediatric developmental therapy. While I was on my pediatric rotation in Cleveland, Ohio, and from there, I completed an interview and drove down here and have been here for eight years and love it. I love the area that I'm working in. I provide services at St. Hills Children's Center contract site. They have a sister campus in Rockingham, and that's where the Festival of Trees is designed to support fundraiser to support those two centers and provide services to the children in the developmental program. Very good. I haven't heard your backstory in a while. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Don't we all start off as like therapists for adults, and then we get one internship of pediatrics, and we're like, geez, where's this been all my life? Yeah. Yeah, that's, so. that's, yeah, that's how it worked for me, too. I thought I was going to be an adult therapist until I figured out that they were adults. Once I figured that out, I'm like, oh, no, thank you. <clears throat> anyway, so getting on to more important things, Festival of Trees. So, Kirsty, if I didn't mention this, is our team lead for the Southern Pines, Rockingham, that whole area west over there. And um, you have how many people are on your team, Kirsty? Um, we have about 12, 13, depending on if I'm including myself and our admin over here that helped run our front office. Yeah, we just recently increased that size some, so I, I couldn't remember exactly the number. But the Festival of Trees is a fundraiser, and help me out with it, this benefits the Sand Hills Children's Center, which PDT is very loyal to. You and I both love the Children's Center. They do so many great things. It's a developmental day center, and it serves children zero to five who have special needs, but also typical developing, right? Yes. And your children and two of my four children went to the Children's Center in daycare slots, right? Yep, and mine are still there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's a beautiful thing to be able to go to work and um, just pop in and see your child. And Yeah. So, Festival of Trees. It was this past weekend, and they have it at the, what do they call that thing? Is it the Pinehurst Hotel or the Carolina Inn? What's the name of that? The Pinehurst Hotel. Okay. Tell everybody what we did on that Sunday. Okay. Well, the planning for the Festival of Trees actually starts um, immediately following the completion. So, last year when the Festival of Trees occurred, that next January, February, they were already planning for this year. Mm -hmm. They put a lot of work into planning that event, and it actually pulls companies from all around the area locally. And it's just great to see how many local businesses 
come to support what the Children's Center is all about and what they do and what they strive for. So what happens is once they get the date and everything for the Festival of Trees and the times that it'll occur, they will take and they will assign tree sizes so you'll know what you're working with or they might have wreaths, people might donate gingerbread houses, and you come up with a theme for your tree and you gather those materials and then come, it was Sunday, um, two weeks ago Sunday, mm -hmm. so November 10th, we all got together. We have a group of therapists. We all got together. We went over to the Pinehurst Hotel with our supplies and began to set up for the Festival of Trees. And at that time, it looks really chaotic, but they, they do a great job at organizing the event and getting everybody set up and, and assigned to a location. And people get to work, and they just it's great to see just people coming together to support such a great cause. We designed our tree centered around children, which that usually is the case. Mm -hmm. um, I think mm -hmm. that's all of our, our passion is working with children. I think our trees are usually unique in the sense of what we pick, the toys that we like to work with in therapy and that we've mm -hmm. had the opportunity to use due to you, Hayden, and Allison really scoping out different toy vendors and companies. We get to pull in a lot of different fun unique toys that people don't get to see outside of that. So uh, we had a lot of unique items under our tree. Mm -hmm. And this year, the theme was the rainy days. And it was just indoor activities and things to do with children to target both fun, creative, educational, and targeting different motor skills, language skills, just to help them and, and have something to do on a rainy day. Yes, that 100% was all y'all's idea, that rainy day tree. Whose idea was that? Um, it was mine, just because I, having my own kids, I'm like, rainy days are tough. Yeah, you know? they are. <laughs> With two little boys, my kids love to be outside, so if we're not outside, it's like, well, what can we do that we're not going to tear up a house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's definitely coming up with some activities that they can do inside, and just having stuff on hand like that keeps them busy. Okay, so Kirsty, you and I have been to the Festival of Trees a lot, and we've been involved with it for as long as I've had PDT, and as long as you've been here, we've been involved with it. But to just sort of give a rundown, how does it work? We come on Sunday, we decorate the trees, and then what happens after the trees are decorated? Then what happens that week afterwards? It starts on Tuesday. They have a list of events where it's different every day. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice that the children from the Children's Center, if they're over the age of three, they actually take a field trip and go see the Festival of Trees, and Santa is there. Now, on Tuesday, they have the tree lighting, and every night from that point forward, they have different events scheduled, whether it's a group coming in to sing, whether, um, I believe it was this year, they had their first snowball. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a very formal event. That was Friday night. And this year, we also had several therapists from CBT volunteering for the event. So whether it was pulling tickets at the door for the snowball or just helping out in various ways to get things going and just give an extra hand. So then there is also a silent auction in addition to all the events that are happening throughout the festival of trees. Mm -hmm. The silent auction begins on Tuesday, and there is a board at each tree. Right. And there will be a starting bid price or a buy-it-now price. And there were several trees that were sold at the buy-it-now. Um, so within the first day of being open, they were already sold. People gobble those good ones up quick, I mean, early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> 
then after that, they auction off and you get a bid number and you go and you sign up on the bid sheet what your bidding price is. And then the last bid, they close the bidding out by 8 p.m. on Saturday night. So it goes to the highest bidder. Yep. Usually in years past, they've done like a girls' night one night and a military mm-hmm. night or family night. They did that again this year, didn't they? Yeah, they had a girls' night. So the tree lighting occurred on Tuesday night. Ladies' night was on Wednesday night. Thursday night, um, I'm not remembering. I think it was military or family night. Yeah, it may have been. And then I know Friday night was the snowball. That was their new big event. Mm. And then Saturday is a lot of families. And I actually went over with my family on Saturday. Mm. We have never seen it so crowded. Wow. And um, we couldn't even hear the announcements for Santa. And wow. they were just saying how it's never been this crowded. So this year it just drew in more people than it has in the past, which I think is also exciting. It's growing and more people are coming to visit the event. Well, they do such a good job of it. They advertise, but they also been such a good event because all the proceeds from this Festival of Trees goes to benefit the Sand Hills Children's Center. So all the money that they raise goes directly back to the Children's Center, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then they have businesses and everything that decorate the trees. They also have teachers sometimes that from the Children's Center that will do the trees, individual clubs or groups that do them. We do one. But then this year I noticed in particular, and I, I've noticed it sometimes in years past, but like where different families who have kids who are actually at the center do the tree. Mm-hmm. You and um, Michelle made a, um, that was the mom of one of the students who took a picture of you and Michelle and superhero capes oh, and yeah. had it up. Yeah. I got to see her tree in the making, but I never got to see the final thing. What was their theme? Uh, it was the superhero. Ah, well, that makes sense because you're wearing a cape. So there you go. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So do and you... also yep. they have at the entrance, they have honorary trees. Mm-hmm. They take from different children, whether they be center-based or in our outreach program. Mm-hmm. We didn't touch about too much on the outreach program, but outreach is where the therapists go out into the community to the children's homes if they're under the age of three to offer services in the home-based program. And what that enables us to do is it really enables us to build a relationship with these families. A lot of them aren't ready to let their children go into the center, especially at such a young age. And if they are more um, more critical or can be tendencies to be ill or have low immune systems. So it helps us to provide the services in that home-based setting and also just build a relationship in hopes that we'll eventually be able to serve them in that school-based setting. A lot of the children who attend the Sand Hills Children's Center or who are enrolled at the Sand Hills Children's Center are there because they're more medically fragile or they require more than just one therapy. And so a lot of times you're right, going into the home in advance of them coming to the Children's Center lets you establish, the therapist establish a relationship with that parent. And then when the child does attend the center, there's a level of comfort there. And the parents feel like, oh, yeah, the children's center are, are taking care of my child, which is, I mean, important for any parent. But if your child has some special needs, it's, you know, definitely a peace of mind. Uh-huh. Since you have children there and since I had children that were there, you really want somebody to take good care of them just like you do. And I feel like the staff of the children's center definitely makes, at least they made me feel very comfortable, like they could do it almost as good as I could. <laughs> sometimes better. I tell you, if it wasn't for them, there's no chance that my kids have ever been on a regular nap schedule. So actually sometimes better. But anyway, so um, <laughs> now this year we had a rainy day tree. Last year, I think, didn't we do like a Melissa and Doug or a yeah, Melissa and Doug year, themed it was tree? Um, Melissa and Doug art supplies, puzzles. Mm-hmm. Melissa and Doug exploded. But in the past years, I've just was going to mention, we've done a Thomas the Tank Engine tree. We've done a Barbie. I think we've actually done two Barbie trees. Mm-hmm. We did a beach tree, NASCAR. I don't know, a lot of different ones. Family game night. Family game night. Oh, and then 
I was going to ask, do you know how much money our tree made this year? Um, I know the first bid was for $400. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say that another bid came in on Saturday that was above 500 Well, and then usually what happens is by the time Saturday night gets there, that's when the big dogs come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that usually... Um, I've been there on the night, or it's not Saturday night, sorry, this year was Friday night. In the past years, it's been Saturday night. I've been there before when, for the auctioning, I thought, you know, hey, I'm in the running with whatever, and then I'll be bypassed pretty good, because people get crafty, and then they also get serious about their trees and their reeds and, their, and whatever, and um, so you got to bring your wallet. <laughs> so anyway, you and I have come up with some different ideas for next year. We were talking about, instead of doing this past year, we did a four-foot tree, and instead of doing a four-foot tree next year, we thought about doing a tabletop tree, which are smaller trees. And like you said, you can do wreaths, trees, gingerbread houses. But anyway, instead of doing a four-foot tree, have each team at PDT do a tabletop tree and decorate it. And then which team ever brings the most money in for the Children's Center wins something. I'm not sure what they win yet, but something. But we've tossed around that idea, too. Yeah. Yeah. When the therapist, the reason I'm asking those questions, Michelle was talking on Sunday that when the therapist came over this week with the kids, that they were able to do some therapy while they were, you know, they're looking at the trees and that kind of stuff. Were the therapists able to come over with the kids this week? Yes. All therapies did come over with the children. There's always things that they can work on. So, for example, speech therapy would go in, and it's not the typical course of the day for a child that is on the spectrum with autism or other diagnoses, too. It's not their general day to be pulled from the classroom at 9 o'clock in the morning, get on a van, go to a busy hotel with a lot of lights, a lot of trees that Mm -hmm. you can't touch, stand in line, sit on Santa's lap, they don't know. <laughs> That's hard enough um, as for anybody. And then, so the therapist, speech therapy, and even occupational therapy will help to make picture schedules and stories and mm-hmm. talk to the children about the stories, about what's going to happen, provide picture cues of what's going to come next as they're at the event so they know what to expect, and it will help use the transition. It also helps to give the classroom staff an extra hand for children that do have some impulsivity that might tend to run or grab the ropes that are <laughs> guarding yes. the trees, yeah. and, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. So to help keep them safe, to keep an eye on everybody, and also implement therapy. They can be, speech can be talking about the trees, talking about what they see. There's a lot of language that can go into those events. Occupational therapy can be working with those picture cards as well, and just overall self-control, self-regulation in these new environments with the transitions that are happening. Um, And then PT, we can go for a child that there's a lot of stairs up and down to get to the trees. It's Mm -hmm. down in the basement of the Pinehurst Hotel. We can work on activities like stop-and-go activities, any type of uh, PT is gross motor. It's, It's large motor movements, and it's getting from point A to point B. We can really map it out and work on a lot of different things that setting. Well, and I tell you, as long as I've been there, the Children's Center has always you know, done the field trip where they bring the kids, every child from the center over there to the Festival of Trees during that week. And I mean, it's no easy feat. You and I both know, because we're talking about, I mean, how many trees do you think are in that? It's a huge open room. And how many trees would you think are probably in that space? 50 oh, at gosh. least? More? At least. 75? At least. And all the trees have lots of toys or I've seen some trees with a, like a dining room suit workout like it's a workout room underneath this tree i mean so you're talking about trees that have like stuff a lot of stuff where either kids want to play with it because it's toys or things that kids cannot touch because you know and then they're bringing all the kids through the center there through the whole festival of trees and so in my opinion i've always thought this 
it just speaks to how much the Children's Center, well, number one, this event's about the kids and benefit the kids at their center. And that's the focus and bringing the kids over there. I mean, how much easier would it be for them to be like, ah, forget it. You know, we're not bringing them over here this year. But the fact that they do that every year just speaks to the fact that the Children's Center really is committed to this event is for their kids at the center. It also just speaks to those teachers' level of ability and skill level because that's a production. I mean, bringing all those kids over and coordinating and up and down stairs and around all that stuff, it's amazing that they're able to do that. And it goes smoothly without a hitch. It's awesome. So it just really speaks to the quality level of staff and training that they have. Kirstie, before we wrap this thing up, talk to us a little bit about the honorary trees. We sort of touched on, but we really didn't go there. Honorary tree children, when you enter the event, it just drives home kind of what this is about and who this is for. Mm-hmm. When you walk in at the entrance, they do have the honorary tree, tree children set up. They might be a child that we served at the center or in the home, both in Moore County and Richmond County. And so the teachers and therapists and outreach staff helped to design these trees for these children with their disability in mind. So it's largely centered around what activities and what toys do they need to advance their skills. And it has a little story about them next to their tree with a picture. So again, it just helps to really like drive home what the center is actually doing, what they're out there every day and what they're about. You're right. And it really does, again, especially because they do it right there at the front, it makes everybody who maybe is unfamiliar with the Children's Center and what they do there really understand the kids they're serving and the ages, the deficits or difficulties some of these children are facing. Wouldn't, okay. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you and I could probably talk about this all day, Kirstie, but we're kind of nerdy like that. So let's wrap this up and I'll catch you next time on Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 